it felt very much like it was told from another perspective. Um, and I usually tend to write in my own perspective. So nosedive was cool. I felt like playing a character, but at the same time, it was still me. And it was like a big part of my life. And nosedive uh, is a song, you know, for me about a, a, um, kind of a high and a come down um, and the dichotomy of both and kind of the invincibility on top and the crash on the way down. Um, they, you know, that's where the line comes from. Uh, um, build them up like towers and knock them down like dominoes. You know, something that's so easy to knock down. Desert Tiger Podcast. Alright, Ambush, and today it's a round three with the prolific alternative RB singer and producer. It is a good friend of mine that we have built it quite a little bit of a relationship here on the show. And uh, you know, just jamming out to his music in general, and of course, that's what brings us here. Today, my good friend has a sophomore full-length album entitled LP2 on its way October 14th. By the time you're listening to this, it's already out. Go out and listen to the album. Come on, guys. Do it. Yeah, do it. But we're here to dive into LP2 today with my good friend, Jesse Maxwell. How's it going today, Jesse? Hi, Colton. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Like I was saying before we started recording, Colton has been here supporting all my releases and, and um, it's nice to, you know, that we've shared this over the journey. It, it's been cool. So I'm, I'm really excited to be on again today and chat. Hey, hey, I mean, I'm excited for it too. And I mean, I'm still jamming to Hellion and all of those tunes. Like I literally shared Hellion with a friend the other day and like it was still Hell- like sharing your music all over the place. So I am all about it. I'm very excited for this new music, my friend. So of course... I, I need to jump into it right there, because, of course, the last time you were on the show was May of last year to dive behind Hellion. So it's been about a year and a half since then. So uh, take us behind this journey. When did LP2 begin? LP2 began about two years ago, uh, maybe a bit more at this point. I don't know. Time is all a blur since COVID. Time is all a blur. Um, but I, I think maybe two, maybe more years ago. And we we did it quick. Like I you know, I, I, I think, I think my MO at this point is like, I do create a lot. Um, and I create in albums as well. I create in projects. So we started this, uh, it was me and my co-producer Andreas and, uh, we did a bunch of the songs together. Some of them I did myself and the rest we did together. Um, and, uh, you know, we would just kind of go back and forth and we came up with this album. And, um, at the time there was like 14 songs and, um, we just honed it down a little bit. I showed it to some industry people. I showed it to some friends and got some general consensus of what people were feeling. And um, with that also had to go with my gut um, of, of what some people were saying to take off or keep. And, you know, you have to take these things with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, it, we basically finished the album like a year and a half ago, I would say at this point. Um, and I was really the one who was pushing the release. Um, I hold these things like pretty heavy to my heart and like um releasing music is fun and it's it it can be like a really straining process so um you know there a bunch of what i do is put into my music and um now this album you know it felt very much like me it was it was definitely a different direction than i had been in before with some of the songs and you know a little darker a little more ambient a little more experimental at times and um 
I don't know if I was like ready to release it as I usually am. I'm like, let's go, let's go. And I just kind of needed to like push it off a little bit. So now I felt ready. I was like, let's just do it. And here we are. The day has arrived. Well, I mean, after a year of a year, year and a half of sitting on this album, as you mentioned, like sometimes you can overthink things and then like you send it out for opinion and getting it to other ears can be a good thing. But sometimes it's just that as it's opinions of these matters and it's like maybe they don't understand the message of what you're trying to get across or like exactly like what the theme of everything is but at the same time it's like you yourself as the artist are also like overthinking all of these things and like the more time that you have to do that I'm sure it just continues to uh build up right for sure and you know what music is so subjective like that and like I'm sure that there's songs in this album that people will love and and that they won't relate to and um yeah, at the end of the day, you just have to follow your gut with it um, and and know that you created in in such a way that like you wanted this message to come out of it and you wanted to present it in this way and um, just go with that. And the opinions are great and they are helpful, especially when, again, you've been sitting on it for so long and you're just stuck in your head about certain things. Um, you know, there's some songs on this album that took a very long time to kind of come together. Um and, it, you know, they went through different stages and stuff. So to get that out of perspective is really healthy. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, we all got good heads on our shoulders and you, you kind of know what you want to do because it's, it's your art and, and that's what you do. And you kind of take everything bit by bit. Exactly. It's your art. You have to uh, you have to take it how you feel, what you're trying to express. And of course, uh, I'd love to dive into some of what exactly we are expressing here on LP2 and of course our first taste of the album came uh February 11th of this year with a track entitled Nosedive my friend so take us behind Nosedive Nosedive lyrically came together really quick and I'm not sure how but Nosedive lyrically for me is like a really interesting song that I wrote um it felt very much like it was told from another perspective um and I usually tend to write in my own perspective. So Nosedive was cool. I felt like playing a character, but at the same time, it was still me. And it was like a big part of my life. And Nosedive uh, is a song, you know, for me about a, a, um, kind of a high and a come down um, and the dichotomy of both and kind of the invincibility on top and the crash on the way down. Um, you know, that's where the line comes from. Uh, um, build them up like towers and knock them down like dominoes. You know, something that's so easy to knock down. So um, it was cool. I don't know. It just kind of came together. And um, Andreas brought me most of the instrumental, actually. I think he brought me all the instruments on that one. Um, and I just started writing and I had a great time writing. It just kind of came out. Um, and it was fun, too. That was the first music video we had ever put out. And that was a great experience being able to like I've never done visuals like that before and worked with such a great team. Um, and it just looked incredible and like, the, you know, it was warm. It felt incredible, the, the music video, and it really was able to further along that idea that I was trying to, that I was trying to push in the music, um, was this invincibility, but kind of stuck in this illusion or this, this dream, um, and the separation of that from the rest of the world. So it's cool. So yeah, I love Nosedive and, and, you know, at the end of the day too, it is, I, I, I like it because you can read into it. And it, it just is a cool track. Like it just feels cool. And like the wah guitar going is like, you know, the, the general texture of the song. It like, I love listening to that song. I love performing it. I love hearing it. It's yeah. 
definitely a, 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 a good song on there. It's definitely got its uh, own energy and vibe for sure. Like you mentioned, like that wall guitar just coming in right off the start where it's okay. Like we're like different energy here, but like you can still sort of like get that feel of like that invincibility. Like it's whoever's vibe it is, like they're rocking it. But I like how you also mentioned like, you know, build them up like towers, knock them down like dominoes. Anyone who's ever been there knows just like how fine that line can be of like, you know, I'm on top of the world and nope. <laughs> That's what it is. Right. And it, 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 it's such a, it's such a quick change, but yeah. And, and really just wanted to like illustrate that invincibility, like, you know, a tower looking over, you know, the city and, and you're in the sky is like, you know, you're, you're on top of the world. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, your lyrics are always like very vivid uh, inside the imagery for that. So like you mentioned, the fun of being able to film the music video, what was it like to actually like, you know, put a legitimate image to that? It was cool. It was it was different because it wasn't a capacity I was used to. Um, but I think people really connected to it. And in that process, I think I was able to connect with it more. I think I think now when I hear the song, I associate it to the visual and I associate it to like the warm color schemes. And, you know, like there, we had, we had, um, there was like a scene outside and like, you know, the greens were really warm and like we had a scene inside with the reds and like, you know, there's one part where I, I look into the mirror and my, my whole eyes are black. Um, and that was wild trying to get, I, I, we didn't do any special effects on that. It was all like, I put in these massive contacts into my eyes and it hurt so bad, but it was worth it. Um, and just just being able to like have that to associate to the song just adds a new meaning for me. You know what I mean? And it really puts you in that world um, that music can do. And it's kind of limited in that way. You know, a lot of us, including myself, I think, without realizing it, are are, are visual people that way. And and we, we gravitate towards these things. I think I didn't understand um, maybe the importance of visuals until it came out. And I was like, OK, damn. Yeah. Wow. It's it really it builds this world for you. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And uh, I also uh, one thing that stood out to me for sure was definitely the black eyes as well. Like it's just pops. So wild, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <gasps> and that was the thing, too. Like I had I had certain images like that that I really wanted to do. The black eyes were one of them. Um, and and, you know, I worked with uh, Eric Kingsbury and Adrian Altabelli and, and like they were the directors of it. They really just like brought all these random ideas to life. Um, and made it make sense. And that was the cool thing about collaborating in that way as well. Hmm. Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Of course, that's just a one track out of the eight tracks that are available on LP2 here. And of course, there's uh, another track that wasn't a single that definitely uh, caught my attention. Maybe I had to like stop through my first listen and sort of like, oh, ooh, ooh. Um, of course, this was the end track for lp2 a little bit of uh some middle yellow my friend so uh take me behind what this track uh is what how to come together i'm so glad you said that um i love middle yellow middle yellow is probably one of uh, in my opinion the coolest tracks i've ever made um it was really the first time where i just felt like so free in my creation um I made this one very closely with Andreas and uh, it's also featuring Samaza Marava is one of the vocalists in my live band. Um, this song to me, so it's, it's going to be, it's the focus track of the album. 
um, which is great. I wanted to give it its light and it's going to be really the focus when the album comes out. Um, and it was so, okay. So I'll talk about it in like two different capacities. One is just like the structure of it, um, was really freeformed. Um, you know, we didn't follow this verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge type structure. We really just went on how we felt, um, what the vibe was and like, just followed that. And, and it, and the other side of it, it lyrically, it, it was, you know, we kind of followed that process as well. It was very stream of consciousness. It was very free formed. Um, there's certain like dichotomies that show up in the album. Um, and middle yellow is one of them. Uh, middle yellow for me was, was kind of describing the, the conscious and unconscious mind, like the limitations of both. Um, and it, it was, you know, it was one of these things that like, I don't even think I realized when I was writing it. And then, and then as I started finishing it, I'm like, okay, this is kind of what I make of this. And I guess this is where my mind took me. And, um, and because I was trying to go with this like free form mentality, I think that's kind of reflected in the lyrics about how far my conscious mind can go. Um, you know, just being able to see things at face value compared to this unconscious mind where, you know, I'm it, when, when I'm asleep and, and I'm, I'm dreaming all these wild things, um, that I'll never be able to fathom yet. I'm just lying there, um, in, in the physical realm, not moving. And I, I think that was, you know, this idea of like, just being free with that. I don't know. It, it, it came together again, like pretty quickly. And, and I love it. I think it sounds beautiful. Um, it sounds so warm to me. It's smooth. Like, it's funny too. We just started like practicing it. We have a concert coming up on November 4th. Um, and we just, played it for the first time yesterday with the band and it just like clicked. So um, I'm really excited for people to hear this. And um, yeah, it was just a cool direction to go in. It felt like a good closer for the album. It felt like, you know, a good closer for, for what could potentially be coming next after the album. Um, just kind of leaving things up to interpretation and like on, on a very ambient, slightly ominous, but like peaceful and beautiful note. Um, just felt really right. So I'm glad you said that because I, I really connect with that song. It's just very, very close to me. I also uh, like what you just said there, where like it sort of ends things off strongly, but leaves it open. And I like how it's a song sort of like, you know, that idea of dreaming and otherwise, and it just continues to leave the future open to potential. Totally. And I think that's, you know, that that's kind of the, the note that I wanted to set people off with, with this album. Um, is just like you know these things are up to interpretation music especially the way i feel like that we've created this album is is pretty free and it's you know i don't think it's stuck in a certain genre or a certain sound um we have different types of things going on this album you know it's funny too if you think about like where the album starts with six um this like grimy sub bass leading track and then it ends on this like really soft you know pretty swirly no it, it's just like um i i think it was a, i think it was a you know a nice kind of rounded off um taste in your mouth for the album you know and 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 i think people appreciate that absolutely i mean i i know i do and you mentioned <laughs> that you're excited for people to hear the track i love the track and i'm jealous of the people who are going to be hearing this track live november 4th at the uh, Bar Cathedral in Toronto, Ontario, my friend. You got an upcoming release album show. Take me behind the excitement for this. You already mentioned 
The live band's going to be there. What else can people expect? Live band will be there. Um, it will be opening uh, the show uh, by Francesca Panetta. Um, she's incredible. Um, we we we're starting to work together in, in a different capacity, and um, I was really excited uh, because I know she plays live and she's great playing live. So she's going to be opening the show. Um, we have my band after that, and we're going to be uh, playing a, a ton of stuff. Um, probably the one of the longer sets that we've played. I think it's probably going to be an hour and a half, which is cool. Like I was like, you have the freedom, take off your time. And I was like, yeah. And we have songs like, again, we have lots of material and stuff that we stopped playing because we had new songs come up. So um, we're, we're just kind of like bringing back some of the old stuff with some of the new and uh, I'm going to be selling merch as well. Um, hey, this is really the first time I've talked about this, but um, I press a vinyl for the album and um it just looks really incredible and sounds really incredible. And uh, I'm really excited about that. So I pressed 50 vinyls and uh, we're going to be selling some of that and then bringing back some of the radio silence, which is my first album made these hats. So again, the whole experience. <laughs> yeah. And just, and just going to be playing some of the, especially some of the stuff off of the new album. I think we're playing most of the songs off of the new album. Maybe some are missing, but um, it'll be a good time. I love playing. It's one of my favorite things to do. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's an experience, right? As it's, you build up these songs and you're not really sure like how some people are going to uh, take them in. Sometimes when you release them to the world, some people will message you or otherwise, but when you play them live, you get that direct feedback from the people, you know? Yeah, totally. There, listen, there's nothing like being in the room um, with people it's funny when I first started performing, I was different, I think, than I am now. Like I'm much more comfortable performing. I, it's something I look forward to. It's like an experience that um, is to be shared with the artists and the listeners. And, and, you know, it's having that shared experience. It's great. There's nothing else like it. Um, and, and again, there's one thing when, you know, you put music out and people message you like, Oh, I love it. And it sounds so good. And they share it, whatever. But um, there is nothing like, the live experience in the room, just kind of jamming out together and, and having a nice night. And um, so I am excited for that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For sure. And like you mentioned, sort of sounds like it's going to be an, uh, a, a journey through uh, the experience that is uh, Jesse Maxwell going through some of the various songs. Like you mentioned some songs that you maybe haven't played for a while and one thing that you mentioned there is that you've grown a little more comfortable uh, with playing live throughout the years. And one thing that I've started to ask people is sort of like, do they have a pregame routine before they take the stage or otherwise to calm the nerves? And Jesse, I ask you this exact same question. I want to say no. Uh, <laughs> I wish that I did. I wish I had like a very specific regimen. I do certain things, I guess I shouldn't say no, I really do certain things that I, um, I, I like always, I have this like vocal nebulizer. So like I put it on, it's like a huge contraption thing. I put it on my face and it basically just like steams my airways feels lovely. Um, but it's a good way to keep your voice hydrated and, uh, for nerves, nothing really, you know, I, I, I always find that, um, I can do certain things to set myself up. You know, if I'm like, you know, if I'm feeling a bit congested that day or like my, you know, my throat is sore or whatever, there's things to take, but for nerves, 
you really just have to, you know, it's, I always say the second that the first note hits, it's over. The, the, the show is already over. You know what I mean? So, so you might as well just enjoy it. You know, you, you hype it up and build it up up until that moment. And um, yeah, being nervous is a part of it. And then the second that it starts, it just passes so quickly. So you just have to enjoy it. You know, I think um, over the years, in, in, I would say in my music creation as well and in my performance. And I think just who I am as a person, um, I've tried to stop caring, uh, as much about, about external factors and, and, you know, what people think of me or judgment or anything like that. Um, just live life and have fun. And that's, that's really all it is. Like at the end of the day, um, it's a job and I work hard at it, but, my job is pretty cool. You know, I get to make music. I get to work with cool people and I get to play concerts and like, I have to just really soak in that while it's here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Not everybody gets to do that. And there's a lot of people who dream about doing it. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, nothing to do with nerves. Um, but it, it, it's also a timing, you know, the, the more you do it, the more you get used to it. Um, and it's just fun, you know, while you're up there, you got to enjoy it. Absolutely, for sure. So, of course, we've dove behind your upcoming album release concert. We've dove behind a couple of the tracks. Is there anything else that you uh, want to tell the listeners about the upcoming LP2? About LP2, um, well, after the album, we actually have a, a second music video coming out, which I'm so, 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 so stoked about. Um, I love nosedive as a music video and it's different than that it's very it feels like an art piece it feels kind of like um it, it feels like its own little universe and you know we, we i came up with this concept and um again with the help of eric and adrian um we like were able to bring it to life and we had a great team of people and i can't just I, I can't describe how cool and excited i am about the music video but um I think it's great. I think it'll be a great piece to have out. I think it'll be a great piece to be associated with the album because it holds, I, I, I really think it ties in everything about the album together. Um, and, uh, and it's a simple concept, you know? So anyways, that's coming out after the album. And then while the album is here, um, just, yeah, I, I, I hope people will listen to it and, and people will enjoy it and um, just kind of like, take it as a cool experience. Um, there's like a little bit of everything, I think, and um, lots of different colors and feelings on the album. And uh, so I hope, I hope people connect with it. Hey, like I said earlier, he's a very uh, a vibrant song writer with his lyrics and it's a very soothing sound. So definitely go out and check out LP2. By the time you're listening to this interview, it's already out into the world. Check it out. Go ahead and follow Jesse Maxwell on your favorite social media platform so you can stay up to date with upcoming music videos and otherwise. Go ahead and pick up yourself some tickets to that November 4th show. And of course, we now leave it with one last question. And of course, we just came off of Thanksgiving, my friend. So this is where I need to know is what is Jesse Maxwell thankful for? What am I thankful for? Um, so much. I'm thankful for this interview. I'm thankful for, um, being able to create music and, uh, putting it out into the world and, and thankful for the support that I have of people who have been here 
from day one um, or who have just hopped on and, uh, and, and started digging what, what we're about. Um, and thankful again, that I get to do cool stuff like this um, and, and share that part of myself. And yeah, that's about it. Lots to be thankful for in life, happy and healthy. Hey, hey, it's uh, all one can really ask for. And I thank you, my <laughs> friend, for taking the time to join us here once again for round three on the DTP. Thank you so much, Colton. Appreciate you. The Desert Tiger Podcast. All right, Ambush, thank you so much for checking out today's interview here with the incredible, the prolific Jesse Maxwell. You can find Jesse's new sophomore album, LP2, over on your favorite music streaming service right now. I hope that you enjoy what you hear. I also hope that you enjoyed what you heard here today on the DTP. I hope you enjoy it enough that you uh, decide to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And I also, maybe uh, maybe you enjoyed it enough that you decide to uh, share this episode. That would make my heart sing. That would make me so happy. That would help the show out so very much, more than you know. And if you decide to do that, please tag the DTP, Jesse Maxwell, as well as me, the Colton G., and that's where you can find me on your favorite social media platforms as well. Give me a follow. You can also check out our web store. It's www.deserttiger.shop. Right now, we're running a five-year anniversary sale. 30% off the entire store until October 23rd, 2022 at 11.59 PST. Go ahead and get yourself something to represent the show to help us celebrate five years now. We leave you with this. Go out, find your roar, and then let that roar out into the world because you are a mighty, mighty tiger. Don't you ever forget this. Until next time, Ambush. Bye-bye.